Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me. Here is your post-game show. Ole Miss 28, Auburn 21. The Rebels struggled early, but they found a way to win on the plane. So here it is, about a half hour or so of a, a post-game live reaction. Had a, had a live chat. Uh, again, about 30 minutes worth of a uh, of a live instant reaction to Ole Miss's win over Auburn. My name is Michael Borky. As you guys already know, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. And wherever you get your podcast, subscribe to this one. Just search Rebel Report, leave a rating and a review if you like what you hear. And before we get into it, I want to remind you that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online absms.com. That's the website. Advantage Business Systems, absms.com. If you are a Mississippi business and you are in the market for office technology, anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage, data security, IT projects, phone systems, whatever it is, if it's technology and your Mississippi business needs it for your office, Advantage Business Systems has you covered. absms.com. Tell them I sent you. You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. Podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. They got 16 locations here in the great state of Mississippi. So there's one likely conveniently located in your backyard. They've got local loan servicing and decision making. So if you need a loan or you need a loan serviced, uh, they will do it for you locally. So you don't have to get on Zoom or or on the phone to talk to somebody in Louisville or whatever. Uh, out of state, out of country to get a loan. No, it's somebody that you get to sit down with and build a relationship with face-to-face. Priority One Bank makes you their priority. All right, here it is. Post-game live, Ole Miss 28, Auburn 21. Thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll see you again tomorrow. Saturday night, late, late, late Saturday night. We're talking Ole Miss. We're talking Auburn. 28-21 was the final, for. but if we're being honest, for all intense and purposes uh old miss uh won by 14 points that's not the final score says but that is uh, that is what happened auburn gets a garbage time touchdown cannot get the onside kick and the game ends old miss 28 auburn 21 we're here to talk about it a lot of angles here obviously in this game as you can imagine uh with all the drama and the storylines around lane kiffin and hugh freeze and all that stuff and we got some vintage Hugh Freeze with that wide receiver, well, not wide receiver, the third-string quarterback double pass that you could literally hear Ole Miss's players on the television broadcast pointing that out, and they still ran it, and it didn't work. Some vintage Hugh Freeze there, but uh, a, a fascinating game, uh, <laughs> and frankly, a sloppy-as-hell game uh, for Ole Miss early, and so I think we should start there, actually. But first, I want to tell you that if uh, if you're new here, my name is Michael Borky. We do live streams a few times a week. I'm part of a radio show called Sports Talk Mississippi, and uh, that is uh, every day during the week and also, you know, doing some post-game shows and stuff like that. This will also get uploaded into the Rebel Report podcast feed, so if you don't subscribe, you should. 
and this will be there. There is a lot to talk about, uh, but please, uh, if you like anything that you hear, like the video, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell as well so you know when I go live. Comments will be read as many as possible. I'm not going to go too terribly long, uh, but I will go uh, for as long as we've got some good energy here in the chat. So post-game, Ole Miss 28, Auburn 21. But I I think we should start with, uh, with this, though. Uh, the defense. It's not exactly difficult. If we're being totally honest, it's not exactly hard to dominate this Auburn offense. Uh, Like we talked about all week leading up to this game, really, both on the radio show and here with you guys, is people were very much overvaluing Hugh Freeze, the coach, going into this game. Now, look, if I think he's going to win at Auburn. I think he's good. I certainly think he's good. I don't think he is this miracle worker that a lot of people were afraid that he was going to be going into this game. I said that to you guys many, many times. And it bears repeating, he he never was going to be able to take this personnel and make it into something that is scary, really, in any way. And And I kept trying to say that this week. And, you know, and the fears were justified. It was a tie game right up until the end of the third quarter. So it, it was a close football game, but Auburn's offense is not going, has not been good at any point this season, should not, and does not scare you at all. That being said, though, Ole Miss defensively was really good today. They're the reason why they won the game, absent two pretty clutch drives uh, from Ole Miss's offense at the very end of the third quarter, and then in the fourth quarter, the next drive in the fourth quarter as well, uh, which was the point difference in the game anyway. And again, I know Auburn had 21 points on the board, but one of them was a garbage time touchdown where Ole Miss was in prevent. Um, 275 total yards for Auburn, only 122 through the air, 153 on the ground. Um, and it was worse than that. Uh, Ole Miss was more dominant than that. Gave up some points and yards late uh, when the game was very much in control. Uh, they went on the road, and, and this defense, for all of its flaws, uh, was dominant against this uh, Auburn offense. On the flip side, before we get into the comments, uh, two things. It is a mark of a good team, and it's a mark of a good quarterback to play their best when it matters most. And so if you're looking for positive spin, that is three SEC West games in a row for Ole Miss where they have played their best football late in the game, where they won the second half. They won the fourth quarter. They did it with LSU. They did it with Arkansas. And now they've done it with Auburn on the road. Ole Miss started out this game really poor. Penalties all over the place. Sloppy play. Bad interception. uh, A muffed punt, even though they recovered it, but that really set them back in field position. Uh, All of that. Penalties. I mean, Ole Miss just played like absolute garbage, frankly, in the first half of this game. It should not have been as close as it was, really, at any point. They kept Auburn. They did everything they could to keep Auburn in that game. And yet overcame that on the road, hostile environment, and played their best ball when it mattered most. Now, that's a positive spin. That's a good thing. And it's absolutely a good thing they're playing their best football late in games. Again, their their best football was playing the fourth quarter when they beat LSU. Their best football was playing the fourth quarter when they beat Arkansas. And their best football was played in the last drive of the third quarter and then in the fourth quarter before garbage time happened. They played their best ball late. That's good. Uh, That speaks to a lot of things. It speaks to coaching. It speaks to quarterback and and who he is, overcoming, playing really, really poorly to be extremely clutch on those two vital drives to seal the game for for that team. Jackson Dart was really bad uh, for a while today until he wasn't. 
And that's a mark of a good quarterback, mentally strong, uh, is Jackson Dart for sure. So that's a positive spin as they play their best ball late. However, the, the fact that they came out of the gate and played so poorly is a concern. I mean, they did it on the road at Tulane as well, for whatever that may be worth to you. Didn't play well there. Uh, didn't play well in the first half in this game at, at all. Again, penalties, miscues. Uh, offensive line wasn't particularly good in protection a, a lot either, but you had the bad interception of all thrown behind Zachary Franklin. You had the dropped snap on the field goal. You had penalty after penalty. And that rough start, I mean, you're you're not beating Georgia playing like that in the first half. I mean, you're gonna get blown, you're gonna walk into the locker room down a few touchdowns if you start the Georgia game in that way. Uh, so, you know, they overcame it, which is important, but that that first half was really rough. It was a they played about as poorly as they possibly could have played. They did overcome it and uh, and win the game. Judkins was really good tonight. He had 124 on 21 carries at six per carry. That is a good Auburn defense, a good Auburn defensive front that he was able to do that against. Again, Jackson Dart, just over 200 yards, uh, had uh, a pair of rushing touchdowns, one passing touchdown and an interception. He was 10 of 17. Um, again, he was not particularly good tonight, and then those two drives happened where he was absolutely clutch and uh, and sealed the game for uh, for his team. So there's a lot to talk about. I know there was some therapy involved for Ole Miss fans watching Hugh Freeze's team struggle so poorly offensively and then him make a really bad decision. He kind of has Ole Miss on their heels a little bit, then makes a really poor decision, really poor decision uh, with that weird double pass with his third-string quarterback. And uh, So I'm sure there's some therapy involved going on in the chat right now. But I'll talk with you guys for as long as uh, the energy stays up, and uh, let's get to it. Pete Golding's defense looking good. They were very good tonight. They are very good tonight. I think people have been overly critical of that side of the ball considering some of their issues uh, personnel-wise. They were really, really good uh, tonight. Really, really good tonight. Uh, did I misspell something? Is that is that an issue? Did I screw something up somewhere? Are you correcting me? Um, let's see. No, okay, I'm good. Okay, sorry. I'm good. I'm good. Let's go Rebs. Jesse Palmer sucks. He he doesn't bother me. I, I understand why he was bothering some people. Truly, I do. He didn't bother me much. I, you, you very rarely can get announcers to truly bug me. And so, you know, he, he's he's okay, but I get it. It was a crazy game. Greg says, big win for the Rebs. Jordan Hare is a tough place to play. It absolutely is. And um, I, I would love to know what Kiffin, uh, and I'm, I'm sure he's actually talking uh, to, to the media right now post game. So this will be more for a conversation on Tuesday. Uh, but, or maybe, you know, we'll do another one of these tomorrow night because why the hell not? Uh, but that will be a conversation for tomorrow night is what he attributes their struggles to. Was it that, was it atmosphere? Uh, wasn't, um, was it just internal errors or, or what? What he attributes that to? I don't know. But um, they definitely played like the environment was impacting them early, for sure. Ole Miss's defensive philosophy is mind-boggling on third and fourth downs, especially long yardage to go. It is so frustrating uh, to watch. I, I can't imagine, uh, you know, in, in y'all's shoes, especially with a couple of drinks in, you watching third and eight with – 
Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford at quarterback, and you're still playing this soft zone and letting them complete passes underneath. I just, I don't understand it. I, I, I simply don't get it. I'm sure there's a rational explanation that my dumb brain can't figure out, but I don't understand at all why Ole Miss is so conservative on third and long, and it bites them so often. That play calling on a few of those drives, geez, how many times can you run into the A-gap? Um, yeah, there, there was a few lulls uh, in there as well. And it, it, I found it interesting that there was a long period of time that they didn't force feed the football to Trey Harris. And then on those two drives, uh, where they scored touchdowns in the second half, who did Jackson Dart throw to? It, it was Trey Harris. And it's like, wh- why aren't you force feeding that guy, the football when you're kind of bogging down offensively, but they ended up finding him, and, um, and it worked out. It did work out. Sokolov is never going to live that tweet down. No, I, I do not think that uh, that he will. I will say, though, I have met John. I've been around John, and he is a, an incredibly pleasant and nice guy. And and he knows, you know, he knows what went wrong there. And I'm, I'm very certain he won't make that mistake again. But for whatever it's worth, uh, very nice guy, very pleasant guy. He does work hard. He made a mistake. I've. I've done it um, myself, but anyway. Dell says hotty toddy, and we kicked that. But yeah, uh, in the second half, Ole Miss was Ole Miss was always the better team. Even at halftime, I had a guy tweet at me, and he was right when I said that Ole Miss was fortunate to be in the situation that they were in. He said, you know, frankly, Auburn's fortunate to be in the position that they're in because Ole Miss is just better than them, and and he was right. Uh, so. Both things, I guess, can be true at the same time. But the second half, Ole Miss flexed their muscle and, and showed that they were the, the the better football team. Knew it would be tough and honestly didn't think that Ole Miss would pull it off starting the second half. For some reason, I never had a, a thought in my head that Ole Miss was not going to win. I, at no point did I think that they were going to lose. I I, I don't know why. I, at no point I did I think that they were going to lose. Uh, even when Auburn tried the double pass with a third-string quarterback on that possession, I still didn't think that they were going to lose. Um, they they were the better team. Once they calmed down, they flexed that muscle and, and showed that tonight. At this point, 10-2 and two should be expected. You can live and be happy about 9-3, and three, but any way you can possibly slice 8-4 and four would be a complete meltdown. There is no doubt about that. Absolutely no doubt about that. Um, they will be favored in every game but Georgia. So if it goes to chalk, they will go 10-2. and two. Yes, you can be satisfied with 9-3, and three, but if they find a way to lose three more games uh, this season, it will be a meltdown. Absolutely. It, it will be a meltdown. And this team has passed emotional tests a lot this season. I mean, they were down uh, in New Orleans, and then Trey Harris gets hurt, and they, then they got beat by Alabama, and, and it was a week where they caught a lot of crap after that game, and, and it was justified. And then they're down two scores, facing a third and long with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter against LSU, and they win that game. And then they're down in the fourth against Arkansas, and they win that game. And then they're tied late into the third quarter on the plains, and the crowd is nuts, and they're playing poorly, and there's penalties, and there's mistakes, and they find a way to win that game. So they have proven that they are they, they are mentally tougher than last year's team was, but still – uh, you got to play the games, and yes, any way you slice it, eight and four would be a meltdown. Absolutely, uh, it would. 
Is that enough to move into the top 10 with two of the other top 10 teams going down? Let's see. So there were 13 going into this game. North Carolina lost. They will jump North Carolina. Um, I think that they should jump Penn State as well. I don't know if the voters are going to do that. I just I watched Penn State play today. I know what they have on offense, and it's really, really bad. But I don't think they're going to get punished to drop below Ole Miss for uh, for losing in Columbus. And and I certainly understand that. That's a justified uh, position for sure. So I don't know if they're going to jump Penn State. It's possible. It is certainly possible. I don't know if that's going to happen, though. Um, let's see. Texas won. They shouldn't have. They will jump North Carolina. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, no, there's a chance, but I don't think they're creeping into the top 10 because that would require them jumping Oregon. Uh, that would require them jumping Alabama. And, you know, they have a loss to Alabama and they're not going to jump ahead of Oregon. So uh, I suspect they will be 11 um, when the poll comes out. Audio is going out. Oh, shoot. Um, operator error. Okay. Okay. Good. Glad to hear it. That game wouldn't have been nearly as close at home. Eliminating a lot of the miscommunication would have put a lot of points on the board early. And honestly, if Jackson Dart doesn't throw that interception, and ifs and buts and candy and nuts and Merry Christmas and all that stuff, but if Jackson Dart puts that ball on the money on that drive because it was returned deep and then Auburn scored after that, if he just puts that ball on the money, I mean, who knows what that game ends up becoming. I mean, possibly even a blowout in that spot. Now it happened. But still, I mean, Ole Miss had a lot of chances to to put them away, and uh, and they chose they 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 just they chose not to, and it ended up working. But Jason says, as a state guy, I hate you all. I'm going to cry now. Hey, Jason, you won today. You won today, and it, yes, it was an ugly football game, but it doesn't matter because it's just it's a win, and you just get to you get to breathe. It's a win. Enjoy it. Can can Ole Miss put number fifty seven on the bench or put Cass on his hands? He holds more than any. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Bravo on the post game show title. Yeah, I thought you. I thought somebody would pick that up, Tucker. I'm I'm so glad to see you, man. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing really well, buddy. I uh, glad to, glad to see your name pop up, my friend. Only one state question. Do I think? Or have I heard any indication that Arnett increased his role calling the defense or making a specific game plan that looked like his defense today? Uh, if it, That's something that should have happened. So, uh, no, I have not seen any, like, behind. The, they did look different, though. And I know Arkansas's offense is bad, but what I'm going to say uh, tomorrow when I talk to you guys again and then on Monday's radio show is that's an Arkansas team that, was able to at least score some against LSU and Alabama and Ole Miss and state dominated them. And that's not just an Arkansas is bad thing. And I think that's an unfair characterization of, uh, of what happened uh, today. So if that's the case, that's a good thing. I think Arnett needs to stop trying to be involved in everything and be involved in what you're good at and then make good hires uh, for your offense and let them do their thing. Prescore needs to be getting more attention in the passing game. I agree. I agree. He's sure-handed, tough to bring down. Tulane would smoke Auburn. If they played New Orleans, they would. Dart is such a clutch player. He makes plays in big second-half moments this season. Props, absolutely. I mean, he's and that that's the mark of a, a really, I mean, an improved player. 
because Jackson Dart last year wouldn't have been able to do that. But that's all mental. That's upstairs. Um, He's tough as hell. And I don't just mean physically. When I say he's tough, I don't mean he's physically tough, which he is. He's mentally tough. Uh, to, To play as poorly as he did and throw a bad interception and wasn't getting enough protection and things weren't going well and it's on the road and then he uh, was clutch on multiple throws on a 90-yard touchdown drive to take the lead right before the half and then a 68-yard touchdown drive where he delivered a beautiful football after uh, escaping, uh, what was it, a second and 16, I think is is what it was, and, and running for a first down and then throwing a beautiful pass and putting the game away in that spot. That's all mental. That That is upstairs toughness uh, for Jackson Darden, and, and he was great. He was great when he needed to be after a, uh, a rough start. Special teams needs to be needs more practice. Something has to happen there. Punting's awful. It's awful. And I, I don't know what you can do there, though. I mean, I, it, you got what you have at, at this point, but it's it's not good enough there. And Watkins trying to catch punts with his hand. I mean, <laughs> speaking of toughness, if uh, I mean, you saw how wrapped up that was. But anyway, this was one of those surviving advance games. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're, we're good in the second half. And I know it's only a seven point final score, but it's not. And, and everybody knows it. They, they controlled the back half of that game. Paul, our resident Arkansas fans, is on to basketball season where we have a realistic chance at a natty. Go Hogs. You're going to have a fun basketball season for sure. Enjoy that. Baseball, too. You were so nervous that he was going to go for two on that last touchdown to try to screw up the spread. That would have been funny, wouldn't it have? What do I think about the interception uh, and the touchback? I think that was the – that call standing was the right call. It looked like he had control of the ball. If they had called it incomplete on the field, that call probably would have stood as well. So the replay decision, I think, was the right one. Is it rotation or just good strength and conditioning that's keeping us in these games late? It's satisfying to see them not folding at the half. And very counter, remember, to to what this team was a year ago. Um, I think it speaks to everything, uh, frankly. Uh, I do think that the strength and conditioning piece is is something that hasn't really been talked about enough because they are are more physical. They play better than their opponents late in games. Uh, They do rotate a lot on defense. Uh, That helps. Um, but it speaks to coaching and it speaks to team leadership and, and quarterback. Uh, they, they have a, a steady, mentally tough quarterback that has not let whatever has happened up until that point impact him, uh, and that has helped. Uh, they are calling much better second halves offensively uh, from, from the play caller perspective. And, yeah, it looks like they're more physical late in games, and that speaks to S&C. So I think it's kind of an all-of-the-above uh, situation. It can't just be one thing. It can't just be one thing. Could have put the game away before halftime. They could have. Uh, they could have, and uh, and they didn't. What's up, Borky? Thanks for reading my tweets. Yeah, man, you were spot on, though. You you were absolutely right. I, you know, I, I framed it. Uh, kind of, I framed it negatively from the Ole Miss side, and and you were right though. Our, uh, Auburn was very fortunate to to have that game close. It should have been twenty one to seven, uh, or even worse at the half. And anyway, Ole Miss is using the tweet in their post game troll video. Uh oh, I gotta see this. I gotta see this because I remember they got in trouble. They got in trouble when they uh, 
when they mocked you uh, after the Liberty game. So let's see. I got to find it. Oh, wait. I'm searching my own tweets. That's not what I want to do. Let's see. I'm going to watch this live on video. I hope you guys don't mind. Oh, gosh. Auburn Auburn football really tweeted this picture with the caption, Coach Freeze in a fan. Oh, no. That's – oh, that's bad. You, you guys – okay, I found the video. It's getting chilly on the planes. Is that what you're talking about? Oh no! Oh no! They did. Oh, they used the sock off. The, uh, oh, and they got Brian Kelly. Oh, that's funny. Okay, this this is this is good. That's 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 funny. That's funny. Ole Miss keeps playing with its food. Yeah, and you know, man. But the thing is. <laughs> In the SEC West, especially on the road. Again, this is what I'm going to say about Mississippi State tomorrow when we talk about it in Monday on the radio show. If you're winning in the West on the road, then then that that is the most important thing ten times over. You know, I mean, you wonder about a lot of things, right? You wonder why Ole Miss was so sloppy early. That that's that's a problem. But man, you're just you're not going to get perfection every week. You're you're not, and so you just got to take it. You, you just you just got to take it and be happy with it. Defense did what was necessary. Offense will put it together eventually. Special teams is quite frankly scary. Yes, uh, it yeah, it's uh, it's bad. Um, just found out how to turn store bought cinnamon rolls into into cinnamon rolls in Ole Miss one great night. Are you high? What are you doing? <laughs> That's another thing. Alabama's much better than they played so far. They've looked downright scary in the second half today. Yeah, they've been great in the second half all season. They never go away, even when they aren't the usual Alabama. They're always right there. I uh, I hear you. Hudson Wolf was dressed today, and you think played on special teams? Yeah, it's good to, to see him back. Uh, but hey, um, we'll we'll do all this other stuff tomorrow. By the way, we're just talking Ole Miss Auburn here for uh, for what it's worth. Uh, is Pegues playing hurt? He seemed to go down every game, or is that he plays about every snap? Well, some of it possibly could be some gamesmanship. Let's put it that way. Would love to see them bring Perkins in on third and medium plays on offense to try to convert more third downs. Centarian Perkins? The linebacker? I don't know if that's going to solve their third down issues, but hey, I mean, he played linebacker in high school. No, excuse me. He played running back in high school at everything. Just got out of Jordan-Hare. Hell of a second half by Ole Miss. Once again, they rise up and play well. Game was weird, but they fought through it and got a huge win. Also, Hugh Freeze can eat it. I'm telling you, that was therapy for a lot of people tonight. That was therapy for a lot of people. Ole Miss is 6-1, already playing Alabama, Auburn, LSU, and Arkansas. Yep, and it's I mean, it's Vanderbilt, and that game could be a slog on Saturday night. Wouldn't surprise me at all if it is. Um, would not surprise me at all. Uh, A&M, who is possibly going to be reeling at that point, but you get them at home. I mean, it's, it's still... It's still a free shot in Athens. I won't look at it any other way. I know that 
that Georgia certainly is not perfect uh, at all or not anywhere close to it, but they, they still have the roster. You know, that that's the thing. They still have that roster and it's, it's a free shot. It's it. That's all it's going to be. And if you lose it, access bowl is still on the table. Your second 10 win season in the history of the program uh, is absolutely still on the table. And it would happen in two of the last three years. That would be the floor elevating uh, on a program if you can do if you can close the season the way you can. Absolutely. How old is Jackson's brother? You're right. Looks just like him. Like it's weird. It's almost like it like Jackson was in the stands as well. Glad to see Dart stayed poised throughout the entire game. That is that is the improvement that he's made from last year to this year for sure. Is is that right there? It was staying within the game, not letting. It's important, right? Because he made a mistake, and it wasn't nec- the decision wasn't bad. That wasn't a mistake. The throw was bad. So decision making on the interception, perfect. I mean, the guy was open. He, he threw a bad pass. So execution wasn't good. De- decision was totally fine. But he didn't let that compound into another mistake. And he didn't let the frustrations of the way his team played and the way they didn't protect very much in the first half lead to a poor decision later on in the game. That That's the, the important thing that you saw tonight. That's the growth of a player. You're not going to throw for 450 every night. You're not going to throw for 350 every night. It's what you do when it matters. And when adversity hits, how do you handle that? And when adversity has hit him for three weeks in a row, he's handled it very, very well. That's important. His name is Diesel Dart, something like that. You asked about Dart's eligibility on Twitter. So how much does Ole Miss bring back next year? That's looking very interesting if they continue to improve. Uh, So Dart... Uh, absolutely would have I think he would have two years uh, of eligibility uh, remaining right because he played two years ago as no played two years ago as a true freshman last year so this is year three in college and he wouldn't get the COVID year so yes he has another year of uh, of eligibility just one though Uh, just one yeah, and this team returns a ton uh, next year. Now, Trey Harris is going to be gone, and, and he's vital. Uh, but this team will return a lot, return a whole lot. So, yeah, 2024 was kind of the year that people were pointing to for this team to be to be really good. And here they are with the chance at winning 10 games again. 10-2 and two in a New York 6 berth is on the table for real now? Absolutely. They'll be a favorite in every game but Georgia. You expect, barring injury, Ole Miss to win an ugly 31-17 type game at Davis-Wade. Go ahead and take Vandy in the points next week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I really... Um, I, I really think that game's going to be miserable. If you guys were miserable tonight, you might be miserable next week, too. Uh Coming off of an emotional road win, knowing that it's Vanderbilt, and then A&M is a week later, there, there's a chance that that game can really just kind of be, for lack of a better phrase, uh, shitty. That could be a really ugly football game next week. So, you thought Harris could come back, but Franklin can't. I don't. Harris isn't coming back. I mean, that that, that guy's going to go play in the NFL next year. Uh, there, there's no reason for him to stay in college uh, again. I mean, he's, he's an NFL player for sure. 
And so I, I think he's just not sticking around regardless of his eligibility situation. I don't know what it is. The COVID year has just really screwed uh, things up. But um, no, he's he's gone regardless. He's just he's an NFL player. He, he's going to go and make a lot of money and, and just be that next Ole Miss receiver that has an NFL impact. He's great. Just tuned in, have to throw the ball, bunch of BS offensive calls. I just I, I think that they need to force feed the ball to Harris more. That 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 I said this earlier, but that slog that they hit in the middle of the game, they just they've they've got to spend um more time forcing the ball to Trey Harris, I think. Could the prevent defense on third down and long be a result of Golding not trusting his secondary? I don't know, but tonight, I mean, were you really gonna get beat? By I mean, Auburn doesn't have receivers that you're scared of, and they don't have quarterbacks that you're scared of. Why on earth would you play soft zone with that? But heard Joe Tess was a little bummed out when Auburn fell behind. Um, I, I think, so So here's what happens. I don't think Joe Tessator was rooting for Auburn. I, I do hear what people uh, were feeling, though, with him calling the game. I think that guys in his position want chaos because it's more fun to call, you know, as an announcer, getting to call a crazy game with a big upset and in a field storming or whatever is more fun. So maybe it's just like subconscious where once the game kind of felt like it was decided, he was like, Oh, well, shit, this one's over, you know, as opposed to dang it, Ole Miss is winning. I think that's kind of where that comes from. Auburn had 45 passing yards until the final drive. Yeah, I, I mean, Ole, Ole Miss, you know, Auburn's offense is terrible. Um, Hugh Freeze is not a miracle worker. Uh, you can't make these two quarterbacks uh, be great. You can't make this group of wide receivers dominant. But credit belongs to Ole Miss as well for playing well on the road and, and keeping their team in it, especially after giving up. You know, they gave up a touchdown after an interception return deep in their own territory, and then another touchdown was um, just a busted play, you know. But anyway, uh, you say you got to run. I do as well. So just uh, glad you guys were here. Appreciate you. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel. We will be live again tomorrow for, like, the more weekend recap. We'll loop state in. Uh, We'll talk about uh, Ohio State, Penn State, and Alabama, Tennessee, and and all the other goings-on in college football uh, this weekend. So uh, we'll be back 8 o'clock tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. I'll see you. I'll see you then. So looking forward to seeing uh, you guys tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Appreciate you hanging out. I know it's late. And um, Ole Miss wins 28-21. See you guys tomorrow. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.